Okay, welcome to episode three of Burning River Masonry Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Adam Schaefer. Adam, introduce yourself to everybody. Hey everyone, uh, thank you for having me, first and foremost, Anthony. Um, I don't know about very special, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, my name is Adam Schaefer. I'm with a company called All Steel Midrise, and um, we specialize in prefabricated midrise construction. And uh, I actually met Anthony through one of our uh, local establishments here uh, in our city. And uh, he's in construction and I'm in construction. So we just kind of naturally had a pretty good understanding of, of, of each other and what we do. And, and he found what I do is fascinating. So yeah, now I'm here uh, having a beer and chatting with you. Right, perfect. You know? Okay, so let's start with your, your background because I find your background completely fascinating. Yeah, like, thanks man. So, <laughs> So what, what did you used to do before or mid-time of, go, go ahead with your, with your background there. Yeah, no problem. So I, uh, I began my career in construction. I basically just needed a job. And I was 18 years old. Uh, my younger brother had been working with a company that was uh, doing light gauge steel framing. And he basically was like, we're hiring, you know, we, we could get you on board. And then uh, I, I got my job when I first started. I was literally being paid to carry scrap metal studs from one end of the building uh, to the other end of the building and dumping it down a trash chute. And that was my job, you know, five days a week, eight hours a day for a year. I did nothing but clean up. And then I just decided one day I wanted to start working my way through the ranks and learn, you know, carpentry and framing. And, uh, you know, I did that. I pursued that. And I, I worked with a, a pretty good group of people, including my, my brother. And it got to the point where eventually they, you know, we gained trust and, and we were like buying our own tools and learning how to actually, you know, put buildings together. And it was kind of cool because as a kid, I always grew up like with erector sets and stuff like that. So for me, it was just basically, you're just building one giant erector set because you're using screws and, and metal. Sure. So that was pretty cool. And then, I, you know, I worked my way through the ranks and eventually I became a carpenter and, uh, you know, I, I, I went and I did some prefabrication stuff for a while and then I did some traveling. Uh, I eventually became a superintendent and I stood up a couple of buildings, um, which was pretty cool. It was, it was a really weird experience the first time taking my tools off and knowing I didn't have to put them back on again. So that was pretty cool. And then I got into a little bit of uh, project coordination. Um, for a while, I was doing that kind of work for, I would say, maybe 10 years. And then one of my passions outside of work is uh, I'm a huge fan of like radio controlled airplanes and helicopters. I'm kind of like a nerd when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. So this was right when drone technology had become like something to be recognized. It was, it was very early in drone tech, which was like quadcopters with cameras on them. And that was going to be a mainstream thing. And I identified that. So I actually ended up, making a video for a competition to win one of the first quadcopters that ever came into the country. And my video was really creative and funny and it actually won. So I win this quadcopter and they, this company ships it to me and it's like straight up Chinese English. The instructions, <laughs> you're like, you don't know how to put this together. You Very, very non-descriptive. So I, I took it upon myself to reach out to the company that developed the product and I said, listen, you know, your instructions are really bad. I, I, you could, you know, I don't understand how to do some of this stuff. And then 
uh, I actually got involved with the person that was running the entire organization and we went back and forth about arguing with each other and like, you know, hey, you're, you know, you're doing it wrong. No, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> and then that eventually culminated into like a mutual respect for each other. So we ended up having some discussions and before I knew it, he was offering me an opportunity to like work for this company and for the drone company for the drone company and i'm like you're in china and he's like yeah i know we're in hong kong and you know do you you know would you be interested in in representing our brand in the united states you know so i started that gig part-time which was a huge game changer for me Uh, i ended up getting out of construction about the time the economic housing collapse happened around 2008 so that's good timing for you yeah i think i made it through like two rounds of layoffs and then after that they were like Dude, we can't even afford to pay you anymore because it was a real struggle back then. Oh, yeah. Everybody was struggling. So anyhow, I, uh, I got in with the drone company and, and I spent about five years with them. And from the time uh, I started with them, I was able to basically, uh, you know, work from my home office, which was really cool. And, you know, the compensation was really good. Uh, I got a chance to go to Hong Kong twice to visit the main headquarters um, they sent me to the Philippines for production. So not only did I like have this sweet job, I was completely without any college experience. I was working with a bunch of developers, German developers that were creating the software and writing the code and the firmware to make these drones fly. And right. my responsibility, not only to test them, uh, to make sure that the software and firmware worked and to bring the brand in, was also to come up with creative uh, things that these drones could do. And a lot of that technology that I fathered in back in the day is actually prevalent in a lot of the uh, recreational drones people buy today, you know, return to home and and orbiting and all these other cool functions that that you see on, on, on drones you buy today was stuff we were doing before it was cool. Sure. So I spent about five years with this company and it was a really cool experience. I went to the consumer electronics show. We had a booth there. Uh, you know, so for me, it was just a really cool growth experience. And I learned a lot about business and how, you know, major companies, cause this was a major player and, and how they, how they do business. And I, and, and during that tenure there, I also learned how to communicate properly with people, um, how to how to how to be concise about data and, and, and changing information and stuff like that. So that was a really great experience. Um, the competitors that we were up against had financial backing that was like literally unbelievable. It was it was national financial backing. So eventually what we were doing, even though it was cutting edge, we, we literally just couldn't keep up with the marketing. Uh, and, and it just it just was when you get into that industry, the amount of money it costs to do like a proper marketing program is insane. Sure. So there was a little bit of suffering going on and and the brand was doing good, but it just wasn't, it wasn't exploding. And during that time, some of the people that I'd worked with in construction uh, had, had kind of moved on in their careers, but they started another company. So So there was a, I have to pause you for one second there because a couple things really struck out to me. That is, uh, is amazing. Like first you said you were not college educated. No. And second, you said that from your hobby that you love doing, you yeah. turned this into an f- amazing career, which is, it, I mean, it's, I mean, you have to be a pretty smart guy to be able to do that to begin it, with. It, it's unheard so, of. Right. So amazing for you. Right. Amazing. An awesome blessing. And sure. uh, at the same time, like, so you're kind of saying that, like, when people look at contractors out there in the world who are coming to work on their job sites or in the gas stations in the mornings, we're not just a bunch of 
dumb drunks no. showing up to work. There's act. There's there's a legit smart community of hardworking guys out there trying to provide for their families and make people's lives better. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing that that's really interesting about that is, you know, I've, I've come across a lot of different people in, in my professional career in, in different areas, even in construction or contractors, independent contractors. And, um, I, I haven't, I haven't really come across, if you're going to do something on your own, you're a smart person already because most people that do something on their own and you've already heard about that person, that means they're already having success in some ways. Sure. So if you're not intelligent, you're not going to have success. Right. And you're absolutely right. I know plenty of people, I mean, myself and my wife, neither one of us have, have a college degree and it, it turned out to be a huge blessing. And I've actually worked with people that do have college degrees and a lot of times you get the opposite and I'm not knocking it, but like without real world experience, it's very difficult to say that, okay, I can, I can take this and turn it into something and it will be what you want. You know what I mean? So like, you know, college people just don't have that hands-on experience and it's really darn difficult to find somebody that has lived a lot of life and that also has a college degree. And again, I'm not knocking it, but there's plenty of people out there that don't have a college background that are extremely intelligent that I would much rather work with on a day-to-day basis. Right. You know? Well, I mean, one of my biggest bitches about the trades in my life has always, always been, you know, when I was a Mason back in the day working for the, my old boss and I had to go lay block every single day, I could not stand the fact that as I go to the gas station at seven o'clock in the morning to get my coffee, you know, all these guys are, they still smell like booze. They're covered in dirt, the same clothes they've been wearing on for three days. Like, and so, and I think that's the stigma that a lot of people have of contractors, period. Even in, even mm-hmm. as a business owner now, con, you know, they still have a tendency to look at you and with that same stigma and not realize that you did this and, you know, like, and I did these other things that, you know, we're, we're good, smart people and right. there's plenty of us out there. Like, I mean, it's not an exclusivity thing. Like there's yeah. plenty of smart guys out there. Yeah, and th- I think I think that you're absolutely right. That stigma is is a real hard thing to overcome. Uh, it's very easy to to immediately to be judgmental of someone that's in a trade or a skill. You know, like a concrete guy in a lot of people's mind is like, well, you know, you start at the bottom, right? And you show up with your beat up pickup, and you're you haven't you're not clean shaved. You're tired. I can tell you're tired. You know, and you know, you, you look at, you look at whatever work I'm trying, I'm asking you to quote for me and I can tell already that I'm going to have a problem with you. And that stigma is really difficult to overcome. You know, when, when somebody shows up to, to do a quote or something like that, or when I meet somebody for the but first time, you know what, the, you're not, that stigma is hard to overcome, but some of that blame I put on homeowners because they constantly shop for the cheapest person. Absolutely. And right. the cheapest person is the cheapest person for a reason. Right. So like we've had some issues like we have, every once in a while we'll have like a plumbing issue, like a drain will plug up or something. And if I call a professional company and a guy shows up with like another guy in a minivan and it's all beat up and ratty and I'm like, what, what in the world am I getting here? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then if I call an, a different professional company and the guy is in a clean suit, not suit, but you know, he's in a proper outfit and he shows up and his vehicle's clean and he's got all his tools and stuff and you know, his car isn't literally breaking down in my driveway, you know, 
those those impressions are extremely important. Absolutely. But you're, but you're totally right. It's so easy for a customer to immediately judge somebody because both of these two people that I'm telling you about did wonderful work. Right. Never had a problem after that. Right. You know, and they were both professional. So yeah, it's a stigma. I don't know how that I don't know how that can be overcome. I think, you know, it's difficult because, you know, I, I love to give everybody a shot. Yeah. And and the world doesn't really work like that too much anymore. Um, you know, I would say that one of those encouraging things is like, you know, just a professional uh, look and even even on a on a first phone call when you talk to somebody for the first time you could tell by how somebody carries themselves if they're a proper a, appropriate they're waiting for you to finish your sentence before they cut you off or they want to explain something to and and actually listen to you and I think those like if you execute that well then the rest of the process and either getting engaged with somebody and doing some work for me or not becomes that much easier. You know, I think professionalism goes a long way. So even if you don't have everything like lined up where it needs to be and you're not some giant organization, if you're professional, I'd, I'd want to work with you. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And if you want, I can. Okay, we're back. Sorry. Uh, being new into the podcast world, I'm still using my phone, you know, very basic here. And a phone call came in and apparently that cuts off the recording we got, we so got punted. <laughs> yeah we got punted i'm not so. quite sure where i, where I <laughs> so yeah. now now we're back so thanks for joining us in part two <laughs> yeah, there you go perfect gracious save uh yeah so anyhow to to kind of pick up where i left off i i, I got asked to come back into the construction industry um i belong to a company uh right now i work with a company called all steel mid-rise um you know we do light gauge um uh, residential or commercial, I'm sorry, I apologize. We do commercial uh, four to 12 story in that area. Um, we, we offer a prefabricated system. Uh, we have a very unique joist system that we utilize and uh, we are like a turnkey operation. So basically- When you, when you say prefabricated system, what is your prefabricated system? Yeah, so uh, imagine a, a semi-trailer showing up on a job site and it's got like 50 or 60 walls that have already been built. Um, they're exterior walls or interior walls. They have the, the exterior sheathing, the board is already on the wall. The rough openings are already in the wall. And the only thing that needs to happen is a tower crane would swing over and pick the entire length of wall, sometimes up to 35 or 40 feet in length. And the, the, the crane would pick that wall and the crew would be waiting to receive it on the podium. They would set that wall, fasten it to the floor, kick the wall off, and the crane would be running a cycle of the next wall. And the reason we do a prefabricated system is it dramatically reduces the on-site time and, mm -hmm. and the build cycle of, of a project. Stick framing is, is very lengthy. It requires a ton more personnel and crew, which obviously uh, has a ton of downsides including like you know risk for injury because you have more personnel on site uh, labor costs are through the roof so we can actually provide a system that a crew of like four or five people can turn and set a floor or two a day and and and, and stack a building up in, in weeks instead of what would take months right so that's a pretty unique thing that we offer to our customers uh, we also have a, a very unique floor joist uh, partner that we work with that we have exclusivity with so those two things make us very unique in the marketplace and 
the real reason we're successful as a brand is because of the experience and knowledge that the personnel we have on board brings to a company. Because if you don't have experience and knowledge to do a job, you're gonna have a bad time. And there's a lot of things I personally do within our company, within the, on the what I do is a pre-construction coordination. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that like that semi-load of walls was built correctly per the engineering specifications and the architect specifications. And I make sure that all those joists that were ordered, they were ordered to length and they fit perfectly in the building. And I do a lot of, um, a lot of engineer design work, uh, a lot of review work, and a lot of customer relations. So I kind of work as like a hub within my company. And we all have, a, there's a bunch of us, we all play different roles. But along those lines, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, for me, I find a lot of enjoyment in, in knowing that my front end work literally changes the skyline. Sure. And I think that's an awesome thing. It's a, it's a pretty cool achievement, again, for a guy with no college degree to literally be you know, working on the, on the front end, of, leading end of technology and, and, and knowing that I'm, I'm doing a really good job at it and that people recognize what I do and they want to go with my company and, and our brand because, because of the knowledge I bring. Sure. Which is probably similar to what you do and why you have a clientele base you do because people know when they hire you, they're gonna get the best work. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, sometimes you gotta pay for that. And that's sure. always a problem. You know, I, I, I would rather pay, you know, the, my, one of my funny things is like buy nice or buy twice. Well, that works with, you know, having, hiring somebody to do work at your house. It's the same concept. Like you could hire a window guy and he could suck. And then, you know, three weeks later, you're having somebody else come and fix his screw up. You well, know? and you're mad that the, you're, you just paid all this money for windows and they're still drafty. Right. Like, right. what's, what's the point right. of that? It doesn't make any sense. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so it's it's been a really interesting ride so far. And, you know, I, I consider myself very blessed because, like you said, I mean, I, I was in a company working for an organization that was literally paying my way, and it was a hobby of mine, which is really cool. But I think if you love what you do, like, money isn't everything. Sure. You know, but, like, it's important. Let's not beat around the bush. But, like, it's really important to love what you do. And if you love what you do, you can show that passion through your work. Right. Well, and you know what? And it's funny you say that because that's exactly at the point I'm at in my career. Because for a long time, I did everything. You know, kitchens, bathrooms, you know, framing. And we did a bunch of everything with, with the old company. And the reason I did that is because well, I had bills to pay. You know, and I, sure. and I was good. I was good at it. But you got to make money. And then after this year of the pandemic and everything that's associated with that, like you just realize like, well, what makes you happy as a person? Like what truly makes you happy? Yeah. Like, and if you're not happy, then what, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What, it, what difference does it make? Wasting your time and everybody else's Absolutely. Around. Yeah. So that's why we're trying to now re-gear and focus on some of our outdoor living spaces and, you know, bring some of that, some of that enjoyment because that's what I really love, you know? So, so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I work damn hard every day. Right. You know? And one of the things that, uh, that my wife and I have recently been talking about, and I've never really paid much mind to it until just recently, and that's about, like, it's about improving your quality of life, right? And a lot of people overlook that, and they're just so focused on work and not relaxation or, or just anything to that extent. Like, small little nuanced things that you can do daily to make 
to improve your quality of life. Like, I'll give you an example. It sounds dumb. I mean, we, we don't have a whole lot of property, but I always wanted a golf cart. I thought it'd be great to just have a putts around the yard, kind of like golf cart. Maybe we could, you know, go to the garden or whatever and throw the veggies in the back or, or you know, you know, just kind of mope around type deal. And, and I got this golf cart and this thing, it, it sounds crazy, but it improved our quality of life because we can go grab a beer or something, sure. head out on the golf cart, sit in the yard anywhere we want and just relax and be in nature. You know what I mean? And like, you know, now this year we're, we're actually kicking around the idea of maybe getting a hot tub, which I think is another great way to improve your quality of life. But like, if you, if you don't have a, a, a goal to relax during the day at some point in time, you're going to, you're going to work yourself to death and you're going to be a miserable person, Yeah. you know? And I, I, you know, that was one of our big key things this year is like, okay, how do, what do we do to, together to, to bring a little more relaxation and, and, and calm and peace into our lives? Because I can work my ass off all day long, all night long, and do that for the rest of my life and run myself into exhaustion. But what are you going to do? You're never going to enjoy it. Right. All that hard work for what? You know. So when when you told me kind of like what you do, and, and and with you know some of the projects you your company specializes in, you know, to me I think that's awesome that you can actually bring an environment to people that will improve their quality of life. Right. And and it, and for you, it brings you pleasure. You know what I mean? You're not really doing this for, I mean, you're, everybody does everything they do to make a living, but you're doing this because you get to, you get to help change somebody else's life. Right. You know? And I think that's a pretty unique thing to, to be able to offer. And like what I do with construction, like I get to build some mid-rise buildings that I know someone's going to buy or rent or whatever, and they're going to look out over a cityscape or whatever. And I know that I built them a good building and they're safe in there and that's improving their quality of life. Sure. So those things I think are really are really important to be able to share with somebody and like to be able to provide for somebody. Yeah, you know. Yeah, quality life is it, it really is important. I mean, it's for me. It's with what we're doing now. It's like I get the enjoyment out of the end product, and people don't necessarily, you know, when we're there, it's it's a mess. It's a right. mess when you're there working, but the end product is beautiful. Then like you think about all the memories you're going to be in that situation for there for the rest of your life. You know, your kids and and everything like that and yeah um with you and your buildings the things that you do like you're providing jobs to people like mm-hmm. i mean because someone's going to rent that office space yeah where they're, they're going to come work and maybe it's more convenient because it's closer to their home or whatever the case may be but like it's it's literally the infrastructure of a city which is you know tax base and all that other right. you know cool right. stuff that helps so yeah i find it i find it extremely fascinating the way like that the fact that you literally went from a guy picking up trash all day yeah to the guy yeah. that is now literally building buildings with no edu- with i mean for me like cuz i went to college for a little while and i was bored out of my mind the reason mm-hmm. the reason i started doing construction was actually not for a lot different of a reason than everybody else i couldn't sleep i i literally was uh i was at the time i was one of two in the history of the University of Akron uh, to be admitted directly into the School of Engineering as a freshman. And at that point, I was only the second person ever to do that. I had a scholarship based on academics and being poor from sixth grade that gave me a full ride to Akron University and did a lot of really cool stuff. And I was bored out of, (laughs) I was was a mechanical polymer engineer and I was bored out of my fucking mind. (laughs) 
did not sleep for days on end because yeah. I just had so much energy. And doing construction was the first thing that let me sleep at night. Like, because I was just physically tired. It physically right. wore me out. Right. And uh, so that's the reason that I got into the trades. And so I think it's really important to like people know, like, you know, everyone has a different path, but you don't necessarily have to go to college to make a good living and succeed right. and do really awesome stuff. Yeah. You just have to not be afraid to fail. Right. Yeah. Cause we've all failed. <laughs> right. We've all failed. I mean, right. it happens. Like if you, if you don't know about something, like one of my things is like, man, I remember like people would be like, Oh, do you know how to do this? I would never tell a person no. Even if I had no idea, I just knew I was smart enough to know I could research it and figure out how to <laughs> do it. Absolutely. You know sure. what I mean? So like, and then I knew I was going to fail. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, I think if you have that mentality, you're going to be successful with or without a college degree. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, from, from the, you know, the talks that we've had in the past, like that, that your company does a service like that to, to create an environment for somebody that they can go and kind of relax in, especially with like, how freaking crazy this world is in front of us. Like, I think that's a pretty cool thing, you know, and I'm glad we got an opportunity to kind of chat about it. And like, um, I think it's good that, that, uh, that people understand that like what you do is, Hey, I'm going to bring you something that, that you're going to enjoy and some beautiful scenery and, you know, turn your backyard into an oasis, which is right. I'm glad I'm here helping you out today because I'm going to ask for your help later on today because <laughs> my, my wife and I actually have a project that we're, we're looking at, at getting involved in and, and doing in our backyard because, again, you know, we want to improve that relaxation opportunity when we get it. Well, good, because I need you to build me a building. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a Maybe we can work out a yeah. trade. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. So, cool. yeah, man, so it's, you know, it's uh, – yeah, it's a pretty cool thing that, that I'm involved in and, and that you're involved in and that we're like-minded people that we get to, you know, um, share with others. Yeah, kind of our, I think our it's, um, knowledge. I, I agree. Like our, our goal here is to bring more to the table than just a simple patio. Like, you know, we don't want to necessarily be associated with, you know, you ask the guy mowing your grass if he wants to, hey, yeah, you, hey, you mow my you, grass, can uh, you build me a patio? Of for, course for, I can. Of course right. I can, right. right. So we want to bring in another level to that, like, hey, this is what we do, but we also bring in these right. other features, you know, to help bring that relaxation to it. And uh, so we're really excited, like, the path that, that we're going to see, like, you know, what we can help create for people and, and let them let them win in their in their own backyard. So what sets Burning River, Burning River Masonry apart from the guy that is my is a, is a, a landscaper that all of a sudden says he can put a patio? All in. right. Well, <laughs> listen, listen. This was not the idea of the podcast. It was right. supposed to be about you. So but, uh, uh, I just I'm just curious. What uh, throw me on the spot? Yeah. So well, we're a little bit different because we have a we have a I have a masonry background. So we so right. I. Did I was a brick and block and true stonemason uh, for ten years before I went out on my own. So my old boss, um, Yoder Masonry, I'll even say who it is. He's out of Doylestown area. Is a absolutely phenomenal stonemason. He does some crazy beautiful fireplaces. I mean, like stuff that I—I'll be honest, I—I I can't touch so, the quality work that he does. But you learn with. But that's where I learned. Right. And so why bring that? I bring that history. And that training with me versus I didn't go, I'm not mowing grass. And one day it was like, Hey, I can put in a patio. And right. then, it, and then three and years it, from now, your patio is fucked up for a reason, right. you know? So we're bringing in that history. Now, recently we we were able to get, we're pretty fortunate. We did some uh, factory authorized training. So now all that really means is that now we are factory backed by a couple of 
the people that we promote. Sure. And so now we can offer lifetime warranties on our patios and mm-hmm. some different things like that. So, but, so that's kind of what separates us apart. But the end game is like, I want people to think more of it than just a patio. Like I want you to think of it was like a patio with your fireplace and a water feature and, you know, some of these beautiful plants that go around it and just bring it a whole, you know, instead of just a, a Ryan home, that's a brand new house mm-hmm. and everybody has the same backyard and you have a paver patio in the backyard. It's a beautiful patio, but it's right. just a patio. Right. You know, like I think of it more like bring it, what can you bring to that space that you can actually go out and enjoy it versus like just going out there and you the walk out on the grill and, and the grill's leave. on. Right. And there's no shade. There's nothing there's, there. There's nothing to look at. Right. Right. So I we see. want to bring more of that other stuff to the tables our, gotcha. is our end goal. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. So just, you would say the people that you've worked with in your past have helped you to gain the knowledge to make your company more successful or your, your, the brand that you're bringing to the market, which is, you're bringing a lifestyle too. But like the, your your brand that you bring to the market is probably, you know, the experience. And, yeah, and, we de- and, we definitely have a ton of experience and have yeah. worked with a lot of people who are who do great work and have helped teach me along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, our whole goal, like myself and a couple other contractors that we do business with, like our our goal is really just to elevate the market. You know, like yeah. uh, you know, we don't we don't want to be a chuck in a truck. Cause we're not, I mean, you're right. sitting in my shop right now. Like, you know, I can't, we're, there's no way I can be a chuck in a truck and compete with that. So right. how do we separate ourselves in the marketplace and say, Hey, look, this is what we do. And this is why we're better. Yeah. Because just because I'm at your house for a couple of days, you don't see all this back end stuff that we still have to be able to pay for to be, have a, to be a successful, legitimate business. Right. How do you, how do you go about explaining that to a customer? That's like, like, let's say I was like, all right, well, I, you know, have this project and you know, I get like, five quotes from somebody like what so and and then i talk to you and you're like well listen i have the experience i have the background here's you know is that how you sell what you do or you know what what other what other processes do you have that i guess i want to say would convince me to select you like do you are you capable of, of showing somebody the vision of like hey here's here's what i think would look amazing at your home like is that is that something you do with somebody to kind of... We do. So I'm promote. trying to get a little bit better at it then okay. to get it out of my head and like into a physical form. Sure. Uh, so we have a couple, like I, I, got, I got a new computer program that I'm like do, helping do sketches with. And then okay. as we go through the process, we'll do like a really nice rendering of what we're going to do. So that way the yeah. customer knows um, you, and that, that kind of thing. But like really the whole, the whole goal to show customers why we're better is like, I think it's just a, when I talk to them, I feel like I just, you know, I try to present myself, like you said, very professionally yeah. and kind of make them secure very much about communication. Like, Hey, you know, like w- what questions do we have? Because at the end of the day, everyone says they can do the same thing, but you know, I'm an open book. Come, come ask me whatever you want and I'll, right. I'll help, right. help you along that process. Yeah. Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do because homeowners don't always understand the two sides of it. Sure. They just look at it like you're coming to tear my yard up and you know, right, right. right. You're like, dude, don't worry. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So what do you guys have coming up? That's a project that you, yeah, get off me. I'm tired of talking about it. All, right, all, right. <laughs> all right. What, uh, what project do you guys have coming up? That's that you're working on currently. So we, 
right now we have we have uh, we have probably about twenty five million dollars worth of sales in our books for this year. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, we have a real nice backlog, and um, we are we are very busy on the East Coast right now. Uh, we have a couple projects in New Jersey. Uh, we have we have a project in Florida that we just finished up. Uh, I personally have three projects that I'm uh, overseeing right now, and then we have two more that are coming my way. We're doing a lot of work in uh, downtown Columbus area, uh, near the Scioto Peninsula, mm -hmm. the, the river. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're really excited about that. Uh, our main headquarters is in Columbus. Um, and, you know, we always love doing work in our own backyard. Sure. So, you know, we're, we're everywhere. We're, you know, we've, we've been, uh, All Steel has been, around for about eight years now. And uh, I've been part of it for just about five. So uh, we're growing and you know, for us, it's a real exciting time. It's crazy because you would think that uh, with the pandemic and everything else that's gone on, things would slow down, but they, they haven't. They've actually, the industry is very strong. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out too, which is crazy is like, right now our cold form steel industry is competing with wood construction, which never used to happen. Right, because the, the price of lumber has really gone it's up. It's gone through the freaking roof. Yeah, it's and really expensive. And insurance on wood buildings has also gone through the freaking roof. So if you factor in insurance and the cost of lumber and then how difficult it is to get lumber, all of a sudden the cold form steel industry is competing with the wood industry. Sure. So that's opening up our, our company's, you know, um, uh, horizons. You know what I mean? We're, we're quoting work that, you know, we normally wouldn't quote. So that's pretty cool for us. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, just a lot of, it's, it's very busy right now and we're growing and we're hiring more people. So that's pretty exciting. And it's, it's cool to have the experience and knowledge and then to have new people come into the industry, which is a very specific industry. There, there aren't a lot of people that do what we do. And, and, and the people that do do it, we consider ourselves uh, a, a a leading example in the marketplace. So we have the most experienced and knowledge people in our company, and we're not that big, but the market isn't, like the, the market's huge, but the knowledge base within that market is small. Right. You know? So those those things I, I think are really like, why we're as successful as we are, you know? Like we were talking about earlier. If you're smart, you're, you know, and you know how to do things right way then people start looking at you differently you know and and it's cool to to have like that recommendation from a previous customer or a client that's like hey these people built my building and they're you know might be two owners or two bankers or who knows sitting there at dinner and like yeah man these guys did my project and and my building went up and three months and it didn't take four years. And right. you know, they, they, they showed me their entire process from start to finish and the amount of experience that they have. These are why, these are the guys you pick. So, right. that, so show the whole process of so transparency. So you guys are a very transparent company. Yeah, we have to be. Yeah, you have uh, us to too. We, we try, our goal is to be one of the most transparent companies yeah. in our industry, period. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. And in and, and this day and age, like, especially because, People are on edge, right? You know what I mean. And smart people and and people that are that that have money that they want to invest, like in their property or whatever, they're they're gonna they're number one. They already know, they already have a general idea of what they want, and they have a general idea of what they think it should cost. 
So if you're not transparent, they're, they're smart already. They're going to read through your bull crap. You know what I mean? And, and transparency is such a huge thing in this day and age, especially like you might as well just be honest. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. We're going to find out anyway. We're going to find out, you know? So, yeah. So I think that's what another, that's a good point. That's what makes uh, uh, my company all steel successful and, and anybody successful right now is just being honest with people. Yeah. I, th I think that's uh, that's a big part of what we're trying to do here as well. And companies like yours have it figured out, but just like before, like, you know, it really circles back to what you were talking about, setting yourself apart. I mean, at the end of the day, like, transparency is huge because yeah. the guy who comes out as a contractor, residential contractor, we're always fighting the, well, just come out and give me a price. Well, tell me what you want. I can give you a price over the phone because I already know what right. it's going to cost. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, in fact, we have, we'll have a website coming out in a few weeks here that's, I mean, you'll see. Like, it's, our pricing's going to be on our website. Like, I mean, we're very upfront about all that because at the end of the day, that's what, I, that's what everyone cares about. Yeah. They care about the price and your process. Like, how, like, what's your process? Just tell me what right. you do. So my number one question would be, like, can you, like, can you give me a ballpark? And, man, I hate it when somebody asks me that question. <laughs> but then I find myself answer, asking that same question. You know what I mean? Like, generally, what's this going to cost me? And, and I think that if you're a smart person, like you already have an idea, you know, of what, what it's going to be at. And I, I like, I like the surprise that you put on somebody's face when you're like, oh, well, I can do it for this much. And like, sure. oh, shit, you know, that's great. Right. You know, and then here's the knowledge that I bring to it. But yeah, you're absolutely, your transparency is like a huge, important thing, man. No doubt. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, let's wrap this up here. I always, this is always a hard question for people to answer because it, for myself included, because it makes you think of things a little bit differently than we are all used to as a contractor. So what was one of your biggest client wins and you know, that client wins, not a one, something for you, but somewhere where you anywhere along the way, whether it was your drone, uh, you know, back in the day when you were picking up trash, anywhere along your career, what was one of your biggest client wins where you helped truly serve or fulfill a client's need? Yeah. So, well, normally what, what I do is, is a lot of front end work. Sure. By the time the project is underway, our, our project management and, and our on-site supervision personnel have, have already kind of, it, it, the project's been handed off. One of the things I like to do though, is keep in touch with the personnel that I've worked with on the front end construction um, whether it's the installer, <clears throat> excuse me, or the general contractor that hired All Steel Midrise, uh, to 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 see how things are going and how they're doing, and uh, sometimes my work flows into the construction process. If if it's a challenging project and an installer is having a difficult time understanding some of the connection methodologies that that are provided within the engineering. Um, that they can come to me and I can still answer that question. And just recently on one of our projects in Florida, we've had one of our clients, uh, one of the personnel there has reached out to me a number of times. And I've always been able to provide them with the accurate information they need. So much so to the point where that particular person has gone back to their ownership and said, listen, I don't want to work with anyone else other than all steel mid-rise because of Adam. And that like, and that, that was shared with me, like this person actually told me that. Right. And I'm like, mm, 
yeah. you know that feeling of like dude i did a good like that is such a cool feeling so i would definitely say that's that's a huge win as far as i'm concerned just really like you know being a top notch professional and 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 then having someone recognize that your effort and then being able to help them instantly and give them the information they need so they can also be successful and then them go share that with somebody and get that feedback you're like dude that's a good <laughs> feeling yeah. so i would say that's definitely like a top notch win just recently yeah. i mean we've had some other ones but that one really comes to mind that's awesome you know? that's awesome yep so okay uh, for anybody who's interested in all steel uh, what would be the easiest way to get a hold of you you can go to allsteelmidrise.com Easy enough, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, appreciate you coming in. And uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but if not, then I think we'll wrap this up. Oh, I think we're good. It's my pleasure. And, I, you know, thanks for having me. All right. Thanks cool. a lot, sir. See you guys. Thanks. Bye.